Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Shockwave Solutions, where we present real-life actionable insights for direct response marketers. Today, we're doing things a little bit different. We're hanging out with a happy hour podcast, uh, getting to know and getting to getting to be real with affiliate marketing uh, contacts that we've got in the industry. So today, we've got Amy Reichart joining us from my green fills, <laughs> and we've got um, uh, Caitlin uh, with Peak Bilo and Cat Stone with Legendary Ventures, and also Ferran with Digistore. And so welcome everybody jumping in and thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Awesome, thanks. Thanks for having us. I'm changing my video, fixing it, sorry. <laughs> yes, happy to be here. I'm super, super excited to talk to you guys. Um, the way me and Travis podcast normally work is a couple of minutes of Travis talking about something super boring and then us continuing to talk about something super boring and how you can take that and make it an actionable step in your business. But what I thought would be really awesome is for us to talk about your positions as affiliate managers. And so you guys are responsible for bringing in revenue for your offers. And all too often I hear well, I would love to be an affiliate manager and just sit on Skype all day and chat. So I want to uh, walk through what you guys actually do, how you do it, what your days look like, what's the funniest things you've ever experienced, what's the worst things, do you love conferences, do you hate them, I want to know it all. So let's get real. Well, I will go ahead and start. Um, Caitlin here. I am brand new to affiliate marketing and affiliate management. I have been affiliate manager for Peak Biome for a little over a year now. My days consist of lots and lots and lots of emails sending out to other partners, trying to get them to send for us, as well as organizing our calendars to send for them. That's just it in a nutshell. Uh, to break it down a little bit, we have to keep track of stats. We have to keep track of, you know, the revenue that we make, the revenue that they make. We have to keep others interested, whether that's a commission bump or a new offer or just making things easy. One of the things I've definitely learned is pretend that your partners are lazy teenagers because the best thing we can do is send them everything that they need extremely quickly and simple. Everything needs to be simple in this industry because it is so confusing on so many levels. That's just kind of the start of it for me. Great. Thank you, Caitlin, for that. Um, I love that. I, I love hearing that. So I am that person that when we come on to a client and they don't have an affiliate manager because we're creating an affiliate program for them, I ask for my link. I'm that person. They call me the asshole because can I have the swipes? Well, it's three threads up in the email. You know, I could ask you for the swipes or I could spend two minutes looking for the swipes. So I'm just going to ask you for the swipes. So I love that you uh, brought that up. Amy, I'd love to hear from you. How long have you been an affiliate manager? So I've been the affiliate manager for My Green Fills, the fastest growing, non-toxic, eco-friendly laundry product for the past three years. But before that, I'm actually a licensed private investigator in the state of California, and I'm also a licensed pastor. So somehow that has all come together with those kind of talents and background. I love people. I love connecting people. And now I'm the affiliate manager. That's fantastic. So tell me, walk me through like simply like 
you know, average day for Amy as an affiliate manager, what do you do? Yeah, so let me give you an example of what a typical day back in March was like. February 29th, My Green Fills actually released a hand soap product, hand soap. Two weeks before most of the country went into lockdown and nationwide, you couldn't even get hand soap at Costco. So my days uh, were 12 to 14 hour days. I was onboarding new partners who heard about us every five minutes, getting them those email swipes. And we sold over a million units of hand soap. We paid out a half a million dollars in affiliate commissions to those affiliate partners who promoted for us. So talking to people on the phone, a lot of answering of emails, but at the very heart of what I do, it's about relationships. And uh, the people on this call right now, I've hung out with Kat at conferences. I've hung out with Ferran in a taxi in Las Vegas. And Caitlin, one day, you too and I will hang out in Las Vegas at a conference. That's awesome, that's fantastic. Ferran gets around in taxis. What are those, are they rickshaws? Is that what they're called, Ferran? We took a rickshaw in New York. Is that what they're called? Yeah, I think it's called a rickshaw. It's like one of those, um, like those people on a bike that like wheels you around. I thought it was just a bike taxi. Okay, well, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but we took we took a bike taxi in New York. Um, fantastic. Thank you, Amy, for that. Um, Ferran, I'd love for you to go next. I definitely want to hear from Kat, but I'd love for you to go next because you're on the opposite side of things or a little bit. No, not anymore. Well, you used to be on the opposite side of things where you actually were not working with people with offers. You were working with people to send traffic for offers. So I'd love to hear what a typical day is like for Ferran as an affiliate manager. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I do both now. So, I mean, as everyone knows, I just started at Digistore24, which is uh, a monster of a network. Like, we've grown so, like, so much, and we, we haven't been around that long. Um, so what I do for, with them is essentially, I do affiliate manage, and I have people send traffic for our campaigns that we have, but I also um, do biz dev as well. So... I'm also always on the hunt for new campaigns um, and things like that. Amy, I don't know if you guys are on Digistore or not, but we'll have a chat. We need to be. Um, Yeah, you guys definitely need to be. Um, So yeah, I do both. So my my day is typically lots of emails, lots of Skypes, lots of calls, um, trying to get people to sign up for Digistore to run traffic and also looking for solid vendors you know i don't want to just go get every campaign and put everyone on digistore or anything like that um because no one's going to really run campaigns that you you can get anywhere else you know what i mean um so i mean yeah my day is definitely i kind of break it in half i'll do my vendor calls towards the evening and then talk to all my affiliates during the day but i definitely have to take a lot of notes um keep my calendar up to date just because I have to literally like switch gears in the middle of my day and to stay productive, uh, it's quite taxing sometimes, but I mean, I like it so far. 
Um, and I've usually I never done like both. I've always done either strictly biz dev, bringing on vendors and that's it, like you mentioned, or strictly affiliate management where I just talk to affiliates to run traffic. So the fact that I'm doing both now is um, I mean, chaotically it's exciting. But <laughs> no, it's great, but I mean, it, it's definitely, um, it's new for me as well. So uh, yeah, I'm excited. That's pretty much what my days look like, just a lot of talking. Uh, and I'm still learning the DigiStore platform. I uh, started maybe two weeks ago, I'd say. Um, so I mean, I'm still learning a lot about DigiStore. Uh, so yeah, my days pretty much look like that. Awesome. So Kat, if we could move on to you, Miss Lady, uh, tell me about your typical day. Uh, and then what I want, well, while I'm talking to Kat, if Caitlin and Amy and Fran could be thinking about my next question is going to be about the stress levels, what stresses you out and what we as advertisers do to stress you out that we could stop doing. But Kat, please tell us what a typical day for you is like. Well, there's almost no day that's typical. Wonder, one, one of the wonderful things about Legendary Ventures is that we do so many different things. And the partners, if you've ever met Chris and Chaz, they're so awesome. They definitely walk their talk all the way. So let's just for example, like on Tuesdays, we have our team meetings. You know, when we talk with our customer service people and we get everything together through our whole operation. And Wednesday, we have marketing and they let me do so much marketing. And I've been studying copywriting mostly my whole life. But so I wrote my first email copy, which they, you know, any, anything I uh, put out there, they almost always say yes. And let me give it and give it a try. And if I F it up, that's cool. We get to do it again or do something else, but it's really great. So I, you know, I took charge of our Instagram for Prosper Wellness. It was very interesting. Um, you know, Legendary Ventures, these guys started out as um, like self-reliance and all of that. And then they really moved more into health and then they moved into hemp. And now we have so many new products. We're always brainstorming. It's it's creatively uh, very rejuvenating and it's fun. And working with uh, other partners, affiliate partners is great. And it's all about relationships, like everybody said. Thank you. Normally Travis asks the question, so this almost feels weird, but um, I'm, I'm really loving this because um, I spend a lot of time at conferences and I spend a lot of time uh, with executives, but more than anything, and this is how I actually met Farhan, this is how I met a lot of the people in my network that are AMs, is I spend a lot of time with AMs. Um, because one of the things that I learned really early on is you guys kind of hold the key to the ongoing traffic. And whether you be with a network or an individual offer owner, getting friends with you guys is A, way more fun. Um, <laughs> And, and, and B, it, it really does help drive uh, the relationship to get things moving because you definitely respond faster to people you like than faster to people who didn't treat you quite so well. So I would love to move on, like I was saying, about 
the stressors of your job because I I feel them and I know them because I work with you guys so closely. The stresses of your job and what advertisers can do because there are a lot of advertisers out there that don't have professional full-time AMs and they're aggressively coming at you guys. And so kind of talk to me a little bit about the things that they do or don't do that A, causes stress and B, causes you not to necessarily get their offers up as quickly as you could have. Yeah, so, okay, here's my number one stressor are people who do not know how to use an affiliate link, okay? If I send you an affiliate link, you copy and paste that, okay? You don't click on it and then use the query string that shows up in the browser window, because guess what? That's not gonna track. So that's just one handy dandy tip, doesn't happen very often. But I would say uh, not so much a stress, but maybe a tension that exists between the marketing department and the affiliate department in My Green Fails is trying to get the marketing department to understand the mindset of what an offer looks like, a wow offer in the direct response health and wellness space. Because maybe an offer that we put on Facebook or uh, for Google display ads, it's not gonna be the same as direct response. It really has to be a high converting offer that's wow. This is direct response. And I would say that one of the things that will be presented to me, I'll be like, that's a great offer, but that's not an affiliate offer. So I'd say that's one of the tensions that we deal with and just coming up with that all-star offer that's gonna crush it. Because at the end of the day, a really great affiliate manager cares just as much about her partners or his partners as they do for the for the company that they work for. Because when your partners do well, your company does well. That's so spot on, that's so money. Go ahead, Travis, I know you're yeah. dying to jump in. <laughs> well, so Amy, um, I love that you, that you kind of point out like what's a really wow offer, right? I'm curious, um, are there certain things that you look for when you're evaluating an offer or you're talking to the marketing department? Like for you, what makes an offer really wow? Like, or is there like a criteria you go through? Are there certain things that you always like you know, or checking out or looking for specifically? That's a great question. So one of the things, for example, at My Green Fills, if we send an offer to our own list, these are people who've already bought our product. Well, they will buy the product if it's 50% off or 62% off. But in the direct response, especially the health and wellness space, that offer, it's really going to knock it out of the park. If it's a buy one, get three free. Like that kind of hook, that will definitely raise the conversion rate. So it's just tweaking an offer and making it for a warm audience compared to like a hot audience, like your internal list. That's really good. Yeah, thank you. Caitlin? Hey, I definitely think one of the biggest challenges I face when I'm not talking AM to AM is compliance. I know that there are a lot of offers out there and offer owners, you know, in the marketing department that come at you with an offer saying, hey, it's converting really well. Hey, it's doing really great. Um, I can't wait to see, you know, how it does for you. And then 
you know, it says uh, COVID virus, this cures COVID or this uh, cures heart disease or this, you know, does this for you and all these um, crazy claims. And yes, it might convert well, but it's going to be my company's butt on the line not the company itself because it's we're both the it's yeah. both let's be clear it's both insert damon Wright's contact information here yeah no that's our compliance attorney it's both 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 get in a lot of trouble absolutely caitlin thank yeah, you take, hey, take it home yeah we, we don't you don't want that you don't want to promote for a company that is making these claims that blow everything out of the park so I definitely get in little spits and spats with other companies that say, okay, well, we'll change this. And, you know, you go back through and then you find 10 more claims um, that just aren't, they aren't going to pass your compliance. I love this. I love this. And I think that way too many people don't take time to understand what they're sending to their email list. Far, 100%. Far, far too many companies well, oh, this is converting well. Oh, this is my CPA. Oh, you can give me this amount of traffic. Oh, let's run it. In the meantime, you are taking your reputation, your avatar's reputation, however, you know, your company's model, whatever your model is, your spokesperson's reputation and depleting it because you're sending out this offer cures cancer. Click here today. And you didn't bother to look at it. So I love that you're doing that. And it, is a new affiliate manager, Caitlin, much props that you're looking at that and not leaving it to your compliance department, because I can't tell you how many times we get calls from the email department after something's run and said, Hey, the AM didn't even check this out and looked at this. This is making super aggressive claims. And here, here we are. And, and Amy's a people that are listening to the podcast can't see our videos, but Amy is shaking her head like, yes, yes, yes. So thank you, Caitlin. Appreciate that. Kat. Well, like I said about relationships, it really, people say, well, what's your baseline CPA or how much do you want to make on this? And really what matters to us more is the relationship between us. Like is someone I'm always like trying very hard to make sure that everybody has every bit of information they need as soon as I can possibly get it to them. And I appreciate when people do that back to me, but when people are, you know, like I have to bug them and bug them to get their creatives, you know, I'm not gonna be that quick to work with them again. I just want everything to run smoothly. And I don't think that's too much to ask because we're all here in a very fast paced industry. And it's up to us to make it as smooth as possible by being responsible and professional and all of those things. But really, uh, it's very important to me, you know, how I work with someone. And if someone's easy to work with and then we do well together, you know, we make each other money. I mean, I'm, they're on my A-list for sure. I love that. Thank you, Kat. Thank you for that. Um, my, I'm going to go to Ferran, but my next question, I'm not going to tell you because I don't want you to think about it. I want to put you all on the spot. So Ferran, could you tell us the stressors for me? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, definitely what Caitlin was saying, uh, compliance is a big, big, that's a major one. Um, and I mean, yeah, not a lot of 
people bother to even look really in some places don't even have a compliance department um so it works out but also um as, as say if i'm working with an advertiser uh, a big stressor is them like being lazy hey if i need new creatives uh because these ones are saturated and they're they don't care to like have those made um i'm the type of person like you emma you called yourself an asshole um I try to, anyone I work with personally, I try to give them everything they need so they don't have to ask for anything. Um, so when I'm working with an advertiser and I'm lacking things that I ask them for and it takes like four days to get or three days to get when I have a mailer that wants to mail that day or you know someone running native that wants to get that campaign up that hour even, um, that's a huge stressor for me, um, I would say. And yeah, a lot of a lot of advertisers sometimes are a bit lazy and they don't get you all the things that you need so you can be effective with their campaign. That's fantastic. Bron, would you just follow up a little bit on that for me? So it isn't, um, I, I understand the first part of that, but as an advertiser, someone who works with you and I work with you regularly, um, I don't think I've ever run an offer that I didn't bring to you, um, but what are some things that I could put together beforehand as an advertiser? Someone, I want you to think about someone who is a new AM or someone who doesn't have an AM. What can I put together to make a nice, cohesive little package for you? What would that look like instead of you having to ask me back and forth for a bunch of different things? Uh, definitely. And I've worked with a few advertisers that have done this and it's literally, it, it's night and day. Um, a shareable Google Doc with literally every, every piece of information you could ever want. Um, I mean, if it's a new offer and you haven't ran it with anyone, uh, obviously it's going to be harder to get um, conversion rates or EPCs. But I mean, just a shareable Google Doc with all your email swipes in them, the offer description, um, the EPCs that it's been doing, and actually like vary those EPCs off of like which traffic source you're running. So like this EPC is for email, this EPC is for native traffic, this EPC is for display traffic or whatever. Um, it's a huge help to have all of that stuff and literally just having that and, it, and you don't even need to update it that often. Maybe the conversion rates and the EPCs will change here and there, but just having that like living, breathing Google document with all of the info you could ever want regarding the offer in it, that's, that's your best bet right there. And that'll make our, I would, I would make my job 20 times easier, Amy's job 20 times easier, Kat's job 20 times easier. Uh, and it's super simple. It takes, might take you like an hour or two to do, but you'll have it forever. You just give that to the AM and then they're set to go. They can blast off. Awesome. You've seen how Shockwave does it. So um, one of the, I was going to ask a different question, but I'm going to change it now um, because of what Braun brought up. One of the hardest questions I ever get is what's the EPC on this? And here's the problem is I may have a, traffic source that's running it for me on email that's doing a dollar right and then I may have one that's doing 14 and that's I mean we Travis and I had one that was like a dollar another one was four another one was eight we've had them up to 48 bucks I'm not gonna say that it's 48 bucks right because of one source but when you ask me 
what is it doing on email? And I've got anywhere from a dollar to $48. How do I quantify that for you as an advertiser who's someone who doesn't have necessarily an experienced affiliate manager on board? How do I communicate that to you honestly and effectively? Amy, please go. You know what? When I have a hot performing offer, one of the things I love to do is send screenshots from our affiliate portal showing the actual partner's names. And then when they ask follow-up questions, well, what kind of traffic was this? They, I can tell them this was a network. So this was mostly SMS traffic or cold traffic or Google display network. And uh, they'll ask, oh, well, who was Dr. Eric Z? And I'll say, oh, well, he's this huge influencer. He's one of our biggest partners and he's in direct response. And I like that kind of transparency because as someone in my heart who is a connector too, if that person follows up and says, wow, thank you for being so transparent. Those are great numbers. Thank you for giving us our traffic sources. And then they're like, by the way, can you introduce me to Dr. Eric Z? And I'm like, you betcha. So, tier two opportunity, tier there two you opportunity. Go. There you go. So, and actually I don't even do that. I, I've never asked for second tier. I've never taken second tier. I just love introducing people. So I just feel like what goes around comes around. Good for you. Good for you. Um, thank you, Amy. I love that answer. Um, for those of you, does anyone else have a different answer that wants to chime in for what you do when your EPCs are, or, well, we usually go cost per click, but also earnings per click. When they vary hugely, how do you, how, how do you quantify that for potential people that you're onboarding for traffic? Anybody? Veron, it looks I mean, like you want to go, go. Definitely screenshots is the most transparent thing you can do. Uh, but I mean, you can just add it all up and then like divide it off of like add all the EPCs an average. and then divide it and give it an average. Yeah, an average. absolutely. Um, I mean, there's that. I know sometimes that'll, you know, kill your average sometimes or it, I mean, that's, you know, that's honesty. You know what I mean? And that's being transparent. So that helps a lot. Um, just, yeah, but or screenshots is normally the way to go, though, honestly. And I agree with Amy. Um what goes around comes around. I've never either taken second tier, but I'm sure if I did, I'd make a lot more money than I've like than I've done. But I mean, I'd rather just introduce you if I can help you out. Can I tell you something, Fran? I disagree with that because I actually agree with Amy. I've also never taken second tier. I, even as a CEO of companies, we've never done second tier because I feel like you make more creating those relationships because more people are willing to reciprocate that. And whether it be in other relationships that are cultivated that are going to send you traffic or other relationships that are going to say, Travis and I won't say who, but Travis and I were on the phone with a copywriter today we, who's a fantastic copywriter in the industry. Randomly, I was helping one of his employees, never expecting anything back from it. And he contacted us and said, hey, I want to do this, this, and this for you. And it could have cost us a ton of money to do, but because we helped his employee on something, it's reciprocation. And, and, and it may not have been that employee's boss that reached out to us, but I truly feel like when you put it out there, when you're known to be that person that puts it out there, people try and bring it back to you. Travis, I see you want to chime in there. 
Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> raising his hand. Travis is a good boy. Uh, and the only person not drinking other than Amy. <laughs> no, I just, I just was going to ask, um, because some people may be listening that are not as familiar with affiliate marketing or direct response marketing. And so when you say tier one, tier two, uh, can somebody explain that to our audience just in case they don't know what that is? That's fantastic. Uh, Caitlin, do you know what tier one and tier two is? A little bit of it. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give my rundown. Can you give it a shot? Yeah. So, uh, can, so when you send for an offer and you make commission off of it, um, let's say you get, uh, 5%. Okay. And then you introduce, um, somebody to a different company and, they get, or you get 2% of their commission. Uh, that's kind of how I understand it. Amy might be able to explain that just a little bit better. Yeah, uh, Amy or Kat, can you chime in here? Yeah, you know what? Has offers, sets it right up. We could set someone up as, like when we bring them on and, and uh, bring them into the company, we, we have done things where we've said, you know, to our best, partners, do you want to bring anybody on as tier two? And I, I always expected if they were going to do that, they were going to sort of mentor them because we've had situations like that where someone will bring someone on and say, make them a tier two. And I know that they're going to give them value back, but we would never, ever just make ourselves, you know, make somebody else a tier two, you know, without being completely clear on it up front. And as much as giving things, I think if you give robustly, you get back robustly. And anybody who wants to nickel and dime me for a little bit of profit, they're not going to win my heart for sure. Yeah, everybody's everybody's freaking out on mute right now. That's beautiful. <laughs> Kat, I agree. Um, so uh, just to kind of align a little bit tier one, tier two, so people definitely understand tier one um, is you're an affiliate, you send for CPA. Tier two is let's say me and Travis um, know each other and I know that Travis would be a great fit on Amy's offer. If I bring Travis on, I say, here, Travis, here's their swipes, here's what's working for me. I think you should work with them. And I introduce him to Amy. There's an opportunity there for me to get a piece of the percentage of what Travis brings to them. Again, I will say, I think way too often people try and take a piece of that relationship, but you could end up getting two to three relationships in response completely with no um, need to repay. And that'll repay you tenfold for that one relationship. So I agree. There are a lot of companies to do the tier one, tier two, even tier three what they bring on, what your people bring on, you know, it, it seems like a fucking pyramid scheme to me. Sorry, you know, Travis. It, becomes, it's, it, you know, it does. It becomes like a pyramid scheme and it's like, Jesus, like, let's just, let's just introduce each other and let's just create relationships and let's become friends because I mean, honestly, this is like the one industry like ever that friendships and relationships equal dollars. And they truly, truly do. Ferran, I'm going to let you jump in here. Um, no, I was just agreeing with you. Absolutely. Um, I'm the same way. And I've worked with 
you know, people in the past, obviously you want to kind of not give out a lot of information. Let's say you have like a whale and an affiliate um, and you might want to keep him to yourself or whatever. Uh, I've had bosses like that in the past that are, you know, that say, hey, you know, don't don't introduce people like that. Don't do that. I'm like, okay, well, they're going to go probably like if as my, my job is to make sure I have campaigns that you can't just get anywhere else. So that's, that's my main job as well. Um, but I completely agree with, um, they're going to go run that campaign somewhere else. They're going to go run a different campaign with someone else. So why not share the wealth? Why not, you know, pass that relationship on to someone else. And it, it's going to come back to you tenfold, exactly like we've been saying. Um, so I completely agree. Relationships are what make you money. And they're honestly, they're what, like, there's so many, there's so many instances where people won't even work with someone because of a relationship or because of their attitude. And um, a lot of people don't realize that in this industry, like you could have, you could have the best offer in the entire world that's converting through the roof. But if you are an a-hole to work with, or you have a bad reputation, people won't flock to you. Um, and, yeah, and we so. dealt with that, Bron. We dealt with that. We dealt with that. We dealt with a very high converting offer that was absolutely awesome. And we tried and tried and tried to work with this one advertiser, but the guy was just a jerk. And so Bron and I like we tried to strategize. We tried to like, hey, what do we do? Because Bron and I work a lot together on hey, Shockwave's dealing with this. What do we do? And he'll come in and he'll be like, hey, from an op side, from a relationship side, what should I say here? And so we work a lot together. This is one advertiser we really wanted to dive into because they were converting really high. And then we just decided like emotionally, this is so draining. We could go make less money, but more money because you know, 20, the 2080 rule, right? Travis got had the 2080 rule. I know you want yeah, to chime in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 80, 20. I'm a few beers in at this it's point. Fine, it's fine. So, you know, I'm about to start asking some hard questions since everybody's a few in, except for Amy, who kept her wits about her. <laughs> but I think, I mean, like everybody's saying, it comes down to the relationships and who do you look, we all want to do a good job and, and be rewarded for doing a great job, right? Like everybody feels good when you, when you work hard and you get to play hard and you see success and it's like, it feels great. And then when you're working with other people that have that same type of attitude or mentality and you, you want to see other people succeed, right? Um, especially when you feel like they really deserve it because they're going out of their way. They're, you know, answering, responding, responding right away. They're, they're getting you everything that you need. Like they're, they're going after they're chasing because they want to do well. And it's like, let me help you. Like, why wouldn't I want to help you when you're already doing fantastic? Right. So, Do you guys know Tori from CX3? Name drop, name drop. I do. Tori's, Tori's amazing. I love Tori. Dude. So, okay. Tori is one of the first network people that I've ever met. Um, there's been some others. Lily from DMS. I love her. But Tori is one of those people that like, dude, this girl is freaking great. Like she is so funny. She's so fantastic to work with. She's so willing to be like, Hey, can I, may I give you some feedback? Hey, on this offer, if you did this, Hey, if we did, I literally flew out two years ago to Florida from Puerto Rico to hang out with her for a weekend. I liked her that much. I did. I've, I've come, I'd come out to see you too, Amy. I don't know what you're shaking your head about. March. We, 
we funda- yeah, we fundamentally disagree on everything, but I love you as a human. Um, <laughs> but, but for Tori, like I literally flew out to Florida to hang out with her, to go to dinner with her, to ha- just, just to hang out because she was so instrumental in a lot of the decisions that I made as a COO when, when I'm getting, you know, all this feedback and I'm like, oh, okay, well, the network is telling me that if we implement this and marketing's agreeing and customer service agreeing, but she drove all that. And I just thought that her willingness to provide feedback and her experience on what works and doesn't work was phenomenal. I really, I, I really appreciated her and I, I like her a lot. It's a little bit too long for Tori who wasn't on the call, but, <laughs> um, but in any event, yeah, uh, Amy, so I would love to hear this from you and I'm going to start here. Kat, get ready because you've had a little bit of wine and Fran, I know you've had a little bit. Hopefully Caitlin has too, but I'll start with you. today, actually. It was too, so, too much over the birthday weekend. Happy birthday, Amy. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I would love to hear, and not your CEO, definitely not. I don't want anyone to talk about their current CEO, but You've definitely gotten on calls with CEOs that act as their own affiliate manager, right? What is the most ridiculous thing a CEO or offer owner has ever asked you for? No names. Let's get real. What is it? Most ridiculous thing that they've ever asked? I don't, I don't think I know the answer to that. I don't. I don't. Really? I can't think of anything ridiculous. That Bron, 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 help me out here. Maybe Can somebody. I, oh, here I got it. I okay, got here it. she goes. Here oh, she goes. Okay, my green fills. Our list. Our buyers are ninety-five percent female. I absolutely wish we had more male customers because I know guys do laundry, but it is what it is. And uh, I would have to say I've gotten on calls with people who wanted us to run male enhancement offers to our list. That's not a, that's I not have it. no words. There you go. There you go. I, it came, there you go. We do a lot of male enhancement offers. I have never had the audacity to ask you to run a male <laughs> enhancement offer. So. Not right. in the laundry space. No, 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 no. Maybe in the, Maybe if you sold a product that was like how to bleach all of your clothes and make your wife think you're unfit to do laundry. Ferran, go. Um, I mean, I definitely agree with Amy. Another thing that major comes to mind, but things that have happened, uh, blatant lying. Um, People that will literally just and you, and you know they're lying um, about certain EPCs or conversion rates. Uh, and you know for a fact, it's just full blatant lying. And it's like, why, or, or it could be like your boss is lying to um, an affiliate or something like that. And you're just sitting there and you're like, okay, I know you're lying. Like this, this sucks. Like it makes me look bad. It makes you look bad. Like, why are you doing this? Uh, so I've had that happen more often than not. And that sucks uh, for sure, so. Okay, here's what really sucks. Especially like this happened to me on Skype when I was Skyping with a company's 
um, affiliate manager and the dude was great. He was polite, he was intelligent, he was inquisitive and we were doing great. And then I saw another, another um, Skype whole thing come up with some other people on it. And it was the CEO of the company. And he tried to schmooze me and talk to me about skiing and stuff and sort of undercut his affiliate manager. And you know what? That left me very cold. As an affiliate manager, that would piss me off too. Like, why would you do that? Nice. Oh, I love he, that cat. It was, it was very bad. Very bad. And we told them we wouldn't do business with them anymore because they did a couple of other things. But the CEO was a schmuck. Okay. Fair enough. Caitlin, you're super new. You may have not had much experience with CEOs, but if you have any, I'd love to hear what's the most ridiculous thing that a CEO or an executive has said to you or asked of you. So everything that everybody else has mentioned, I have dealt with at some point. Um, yeah, I've talked with a lot of different people and I also work over um, with Jim Rowley too. So the, you know, the ED stuff came up over there, Amy. So, uh, and that he's a very Christian based. So that was something that he definitely did not want um, to his list. But probably the most ridiculous thing that's happened to me was poaching. Um, I met with an offer owner and he seemed like just a great guy. Well, then he started asking me questions about the kind of commissions I was making. And, um, you know, that's something you don't really talk about with even other affiliate managers. And then he offered me a job right on the spot. And I told him no. And I just put it in the past and never worked with him. But I, to me, it was extremely rude. And I was just trying to make a deal. I didn't, I wasn't looking for a new job. I actually love Caitlin. You just brought this up because it it literally leads me into the next segment of what I want to talk about. So recently, Travis and I had one of our clients, AMs, reach out to me. And one of the things that she was struggling with, I mean, desperately struggling with, she's a new AM, very new to the industry. Um, brilliant girl has figured it out all on her own, like really personable, but she was aggressively pursued to be poached by a traffic source that she was currently using for her job. And so there was this constant flirting and constant, so what are you making? I bet you I can beat it. Just tell me what you're making. And this is a person that she has onboarded or a company, he works for a company that she has onboarded for traffic. And I mean, she was literally paralyzed at what to do. You're sending us traffic. You're sending us a lot of traffic. I don't want to stop that. So I don't want to offend you, but also how do I balance the line between you're trying to aggressively pursue me to come to your business. You're asking me for what I'm making. I am trying to giggle and laugh this off. So I'd really love to open the conversation. Who wants to open the conversation on this? Who has an experience like this that wants to talk about it or who has some strong feelings about this that wants to talk about it? I mean, yeah, no, it's definitely happened to me as well. Um, 
I feel I feel there, there's two ways to feel like feel about it. Um, I think um, if they know that you are actively seeking a new position and you're not happy with where you are, that's different. I mean, you and I have talked um, a lot in the past with various companies and things like that. But I mean, if you're not looking like you just discussed and they're just like, yeah, how much are you making? What can I do to get you over here? It's it's disrespectful and um, it, it's gonna leave, it's gonna, you're gonna have like a bad rep in, a rep in the industry for the most part, like the, the more you pursue it. Absolutely. Amy, do you wanna chime in on this? You may not have experienced this, but chime in on this for me. How would you handle it? So Emma comes to you and Emma's like, hey, what's up girl, what you making? I can give you 10% more, come on over. But I'm also sending you a ton of traffic. How does Amy deal with that? I'm going to talk about it from an executive standpoint when all of you have had a chance to chime in, but I want to hear how Amy deals with that. Yeah, you know, first of all, I would say that's proprietary. I wouldn't release my salary of the company that I work for. I don't feel that that's something that I should release. And it's definitely, and I actually have been offered positions with other companies many times and I'm always flattered but it hasn't started with hey how much are you making I'll give you you know 10% more these are relationships these are people we've all hung out with at conferences and they know of an opportunity and they like know and trust you and they want to let you know about something because they want to help you right so um, that's how I've handled it Thank you for bringing me the perspective in. I, I kind of like that. Um, Kat. Well, I sing the praises of Chris and Chaz so much. I think everybody, like, they wouldn't even think about it because I'm extremely happy here. And I think I let it show. <laughs> but, you know, that's never really happened to me that anyone's ever tried to steal me away. I love that. Caitlin, do you have anything you want to add? I know you started the conversation, but I want to give you the option to add anything before I move on from an executive standpoint, how we feel about that. I think it's definitely two sides of it. You can have somebody that you respect and that you work with, that they come to you. It, it's a different reaction, but then you have somebody that you don't know very well, who just knows of you. You're just starting a partnership with them and they're poaching you. There's two different ways. I've, there's so many people in the space that I highly respect that I would be more than happy to get that offer from them and kindly tell them no. And then there's other people that come and it's going, I don't know you, I don't know your company, you know, and I'm, I don't feel comfortable even talking with you about it. So again, I think Amy has a fair point that a lot of these people we have relationships with and that it is good to come from them but then there's the other side of it. There's sleaze balls everywhere. Love that. So from an executive standpoint, um, I, I will say that I am well familiar with working in this industry before I owned my own business, Shockwave. I worked for someone else and I am well aware every single time you go to a conference, there are going to be offers every time literally every time. And uh, if, if you're good at what you do and you're not very adamant cat about being like, Hey, I am so for these people. Don't, don't bother. Um, but if you're good at what you do and you show that time after time, 
people will pursue you aggressively because you have the direct response experience, which we're, we're a big industry, but we're a small industry at the same time. So here's my thing. If you're, if my affiliate manager is on a Facebook group or you meet them at a conference and you approach them, that's one thing. If we're partners and you're bringing me traffic and I'm paying you for it and I'm paying my affiliate manager to create that relationship with you and you try and poach them from me, you and I are getting on a call. That's going to happen. And you're probably not going to enjoy that call very much. But the other side to that is if I'm treating my affiliate manager well, if I'm paying them appropriately for their position, if I'm doing all the things that I'm supposed to do, the I'm going to find out about it exactly how Travis and I found out about it because we are paying well and we are treating them well. And it was a contention that caused our affiliate manager, and it's been more than once, so I'm just talking about one time, um, to feel uncomfortable because this is a traffic source that she didn't know how to handle because she didn't want to lose the traffic source because she didn't want the company down. But I'll tell you all day, affiliate managers, you can go ahead and let us know because I'll cut that traffic source in a second because my employees that are doing their job and working hard that I'm paying appropriately are more important than that one traffic source. And it's my job to direct. I love that you're doing that cat. Cat's giving hands. It's my job as an executive to make sure there's enough diversity in our company. You guys don't, you're not being paid to be abused or be made uncomfortable or whatever. So that's, that's my executive standpoint on that. Travis, what do you have for questions for our AMs? Yeah. I mean, um, I, I love that, you know, a lot of what we're talking about, we're, we are going into the relationship, right? We are talking about, and it, it's not just the relationships with uh, the offer owners or uh, traffic sources. It's the relationships amongst peers. It's the, the willingness to help. You want to see other people succeed. Um, that tight knit community is something that I think is incredibly um, valuable. Like, like I kind of look back at like when I was in high school and um, you know, I wasn't like real outgoing. Um, and it took me a little while to kind of get into hanging out with people and like really kind of engaging. I was a little slow on the social side. But, shocking. Yeah, shocking. But I do remember I was like, okay, 10th grade, like I made like an intentional effort to get out and to know people, right? To, to really, um, you know, just, just to, to go outside of my comfort level, get into sports, do some other stuff. But I guess the, the point I'm making is like, you know, the direct response community is as close as you want it to be, right? And there's plenty of opportunities, whether you're talking about conferences or you're talking about, you know, the direct response marketing partners, or you're talking about other communities online or other social opportunities. You're as close to people as you want to be. And so the, the more willingness you are to step out, to, to foster the relationships, to help somebody else out, that just enhances the, the beauty of how this industry works. And it, I mean, lots of industries are like that. Lots of places have those types of relationships, but um, getting to know people, wanting to help them, helping them be successful. Every one of you guys have said that it is, it always pays itself back in spades. Um, and so, you know, I, I love kind of talking about that a little bit. And, um, you know, I, I'm just curious, you know, it, 
you each of you can think maybe of one particular relationship, especially as you were getting started, that somebody just poured into you and it was like, man, I'm so freaking grateful for that person investing in me. Amy, you want to start us off? Yeah, for sure. Sure. So when I started off at My Green Fills, I was the first affiliate manager that we ever had. The affiliate department really didn't exist before I came on board. The problem was I didn't have any affiliate manager experience. So I was literally mentored and trained by my CEO, Stephen Azell of My Green Fills. So getting started, not really knowing people in the industry, and this was pre-COVID, where you could actually go to a conference, I found out about this conference in Las Vegas. It's actually where I met Farron for the very first time. And it was Ryan Allered's Affiliate Manager Happy Hour Mastermind. And uh, Kat was there too for the second year that I went to that. But let me tell you like a little secret. This was still like in the startup days of my Greenfields. So the idea of you know, paying for Amy's plane ticket and hotel and this mastermind ticket. That wasn't like something I, I wanted to ask. Maybe I was too shy. I know it's hard to believe me, shy. So guess what? I put my money where my mouth was. I actually paid for my own plane ticket, my own hotel, and my own mastermind ticket where I met Farron at Ryan Allard's affiliate manager happy hour. You know, it was a great three days. I met Liz Graham. That's where I met Veron. That's where I met Veron. Oh, it, 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 Ryan Allred. Same, uh, same, same, same well, one. And well, Liz Graham, what? too. Amazing person, but go ahead. Yeah. So guess what? That conference, it literally, it started and it just blossomed from there. Yeah. And I came back just talking about everything I learned and all of the connections I, I made. Guess what? My Greenfields paid me for that. Mm-hmm. But I think at some point you have to be willing to take risks as an affiliate manager to go out there and make those relationships. And yeah, right now, you know, in California, conferences are not going to happen for a while. Okay. I live in San Diego. This is traffic and conversions was canceled last year and it's canceled this year. Unless you belong to the right masterminds and that's all I'll say. Right. So let me just do a shout out to my girl, Amber Spears with Traffic Tribe. That is an online group of about 110 affiliate managers. And we meet every couple of weeks. And I, I got to tell you, it's been great in the absence of conferences to have that kind of connection. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. What about you? You think back of uh, you know, some of those early formational type of relationships. Um, so yeah, my story is definitely very similar to Amy. When I started in direct response, I had zero experience whatsoever. And Jeremy, um, Jeremy Reeves, who's the owner of Peak Biome, he took a chance on me. He did not have an affiliate program and just hired me randomly and said, okay, well, start learning. And that's when I just started reaching out to people. And Amy was actually one of the first people that I met online. And, you know, I picked her brain for a while, but the best thing that happened was just to go out there and do it and meet these people and ask questions. And if I didn't know something, you know, don't pretend like I do. 
And for the first uh, five months that I was an affiliate manager, I didn't make commission. And it was just kind of like, well, when's this going to happen? And all of a sudden something took off and we were making over a million dollars a month. And it just, and it was all about connecting and being honest. And just one of the biggest things I've noticed in this space is that we all work together and we cannot make money without each other. Even the companies that are competing, we still want to help each other because if I'm making money, you're going to make money. Let's just make money together. And I think that's probably the best thing I've learned. That's great. So good. In the words of my 20-year-old, whoop D. <laughs> yes. I don't know if any of you have heard that, but <laughs> like go. Uh, clearly, Emma's had a lot of beer. Go ahead, Travis. Yeah, how about you, Fran? You Can you think back of something that was really impactful for you as in your career development? Um, absolutely. I mean, Emma's going to hate me unless I say her. Uh, so, I mean, we might as well start with that. Um, no, but seriously, though, meeting Emma... Um, I mean, she helps me with there's There are certain people that I can go to them with anything ever regarding, you know, industry talk, life talk, anything in the world. Um, and so, yeah, Emma's definitely helped me out with a lot of things in the industry, introduced me to a lot of people, helped me with a lot of situations that I might have like came at differently um, or incorrect. Uh, so she's always like guided me in a sense um, in the right direction. Definitely Amber Spears is another one, uh, List Graham as well. Um, and yeah, just meeting those people and meeting like them or us having or establishing a connection or a relationship with each other has definitely helped my career launch the next level for sure. Like without the Emmas, without the Lisses or Ambers or um, other people like that, uh, my career would be nothing. So uh, be yeah, batched in with Liz and Amber, by the way, just fills my heart. So thank you, Ferran. You did not need to say that. <laughs> You're welcome. So great. Kat, how about you? Well, the guys right before me had run through a couple of affiliate managers who's, who had lots of experience in the field in direct marketing, being an affiliate manager who didn't fit in and didn't do well. So they scratched their heads a while and talked to some friends in the business and they decided to go for someone else who didn't meet the job description as much as the uh, profile, professional and personal profile. And they, I mean, even though I had no experience in this industry, I didn't even know about it. I had plenty of other in industry experience and, you know, we talked about it a couple of times and then they decided to bring me on and, and Chris, who is just, he just keeps so to himself, but he said to me, look out, Kat, this is like drinking through a fire hose. You're just gonna have to do it. And it was, and I did, and it was fabulous. And they have given me so much trust. It's worked out so well. Great, so fantastic, yeah. Um, then I, I'm also curious, you know, there's lots of things that you can, and, and this is purely like attitude and positioning and like how you look at the world essentially, but there's so many things that you can be really excited about or that you can just be like bummed out about. And so when you look at the things that you love about the role that you do, you know, can, I'm just curious, like what, for each of you, what's, what's one of the things that you just love? Like you love coming in and you love doing this, or you love experiencing this, or you love seeing this. And what's one of the aspects of your job that you just love seeing? 
Okay, can I start back at you? Well, it's sort of like a right left brain thing. Mm. As, as much as I love the creative part and the marketing part, I love to just dig into stats. And, uh, you know, some days I, I'll just go right to has offers, like on a Monday. I want to see what everyone's been doing over the weekend. So check stats. And then I can report to the guys and like, oh, holy smokes. But, you know, on a, a other, I love that, that there's a lot of right left brain integration. Yeah, so good. Caitlin, how about you? Um, I would also have to agree with that. It's kind of a love-hate relationship for me. Um, I like to see the stats because I know that I'm that things are going right, that things are going the way that they need to. But then other days, man, when you mess up one formula on a spreadsheet and you don't know how to fix it, um, let's just say I go to um, my mom who is um, D Braun. And, you know, I run to her screaming, going, oh my gosh, I screwed up the spreadsheet. And she, you know, comes on and helps me fix it. And, I, and then I start to love it again. But I have messed up plenty of spreadsheets that took me hours to build. Caitlin, I don't want you to feel bad. I am spreadsheet stupid. I have no idea how to handle spreadsheets, how to make formulas. So I spent hours, 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 one night after hours, 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 hours trying to create this very simple formula on a spreadsheet. And I sent it to Travis and we were on a call and I was telling him what I was trying to accomplish and expected him an hour or two later to get it back to me. He's like, yeah, it's already done. So don't, 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 don't feel bad. Yeah, I've, I've roped my husband actually into helping me with spreadsheets when, or a formula. And he's, I mean, he's an agriculturist, so he has no idea what I do, but he's good at spreadsheets. So I use them. So funny. That's so funny. Yeah, don't feel bad, Emma. Turns out fine. You know, we all have our strengths. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. I keep <laughs> laughing, Travis. He, he, he thought it was hysterical because I was like, I spent four and a half hours, blah, blah, blah. And I just can't. I, I just can't. I was so close, but I just can't. And I didn't have my husband to fall back on because he's pretty. So. Oh, the honesty. <laughs> he's a very attractive man. You're lucky. You're lucky lady. All right. Brian, what, what about you, man? When you look at the stuff that you love about, uh, you know, the role that you play, like what's one of the things that just right at the top for you? Um, honestly, it's definitely cultivating relationships. Um, uh, but I mean, like we discussed prior, relationships do equal money uh, in this industry. So the better and more relationships you have um, with, you know, uh, Emma's one of my amazing friends. You know what I mean? I don't mean to keep bringing her up, but just an example, but also like a mentor as well. So, um, I mean, yeah, definitely meeting new people, getting to meet your affiliates that you work with that you haven't yet in person and have dinner with them. Um, cultivating relationships is definitely the top for me, I would say. Yeah. And I mean, that's probably like, you know, one of the things that's great about these events, right? Like actually live events, hanging out, going to, event, going to you know, dinners or the bar, hanging out, like you're getting paid to hang out and have friends. I mean, essentially, do work to have friends, you know? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the fun side. I mean, you still got all the work to do, but, but at least you, you've got that nice bright spot. So that's great. I mean, how about you? What's, uh, what's one of the things that you just absolutely love about this space and the role that you play? It's the people. 
I know we just keep saying that, but here's a really cool story. So Traffic and Conversions, it's my absolute favorite conference. Uh, one of the things that affiliate managers kind of know is you don't actually go to the conference, you go to all the parties. That's where all the networking happens, right? So this was my first time at Traffic and Conversions in San Diego, and I am a raving extrovert, okay? But here I was still kind of new to the business. So I'm like, I really didn't know what to expect. So you go to like this, this club in downtown San Diego, right? The, the music's pumping, you know, it's like open bar. It's, you know, the, the ClickBank VIP party. And it's actually socially acceptable to walk up to complete strangers and start conversations with them. They will not think you're weird for doing that at these events. It's uh, people are absolutely so warm and welcoming and they want to get to know you. Yeah. At that particular conference in the morning, I had had a Starbucks with Ryan Allen. And we were just talking and he said, you know, you should meet Dr. Charles Livingston. And I'm like, Dr. Livingston, I presume? I had never heard of him. Well, he has an incredible offer, Life Boost Coffee, right? So we just left it at that. Well, that night I went to the ClickBank VIP party, I walk in and I meet Eric Rom, right? For the very first time and we're chatting it up and this man comes up to me and he puts his uh, hand out and he goes, hi, I'm Dr. Charles Livingston. And I'm like, I'm supposed to meet you. And he's like, I, you must've manifested it. Well, anyway, it turns out that my green fills, non-toxic laundry soap and organic shade grown amazing life boost coffee those are really great matches mm -hmm. so we wound up promoting for life boost and we crushed it i don't mind saying this with one email we made five thousand dollars in commissions okay so and then he turned around and he promoted for us well anyway he wound up just loving our product so much he then turned around and introduced us to nate hawkins Okay, who's like one of the coolest people in this industry. And uh, I now refer to it as the Easter miracle, <laughs> Easter Passover miracle of, of uh, 2019, when Nate started promoting us to all of his lists. And I just remember like the, the just the feeling like even in the warehouse, like they were just celebrating our, our production team, our fulfillment team. I mean, they just couldn't believe it. And that was when I really got my legs as an affiliate manager and I could see how relationships, intentional, coincidental, like and how it all can really add to the bottom line, the revenue of the company that you work for and change lives. Yeah. And it absolutely did. We're a completely different company now uh, we we doubled our affiliate revenue in 2020. So fantastic, yeah. People have jobs because of that. And that's amazing. Totally huge, so great. Um, and I know we're kind of wrapping up here a little bit. Um, is there anything that you wanted to end on specifically? Um, you know, I just, I want to really just take a moment to really truly appreciate affiliate managers. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I truly knew the journey or what they go through. 
or the crap they deal with mm -hmm. until most recently when you and I through Shockwave have been getting real with our affiliate managers right. and saying, how can we help? And we're finding out like the level of crap that comes with the job that seems like this very glorified, glamified job to those of us who are executives. In the meantime, like they're working their butts off, man. Like one of our affiliate managers showed me, she was like, I want you to see my Skype. And so she shared her screen and she shared her Skype and her messages start coming in at 6 a.m., 4 a.m., 5 a.m. from across the country uh, or across the world, excuse me, all the way until about 2, 3 a.m. Yeah. And it's just, it's crazy. And if she doesn't respond appropriately, she won't get on the right list. She won't get that calendar spot and she won't get, and I'm like, don't answer. And she's like, you don't, I don't think you understand the, the nature of my position. And when I took time to seek to understand, it's one of the reasons I really wanted to include, I really wanted to do CEOs and COs, but I mm -hmm. really wanted to include the AMs Yeah, because I think that truly the amount that they're being messaged on the amount of platforms that they're being messaged, on what is expected of them for response times is just so unknown to most. Yeah. So I'd like to just take like a minute for each of them and just kind of let them talk about that for a second and then we can close. Uh, I'll jump in first. I definitely feel like there are a hundred moving parts for us. Um, you know, we have to keep track of stuff. We have to be expected to get things in a timely matter. But just like we expect other AMs to do the same thing. Right. If I can't get everything that I need for this send or a link is broken or, you know, something goes wrong, I need that response to be quick. You know, we both want to make money. We both want our offers out there. Um, but also I think, one thing that people look over is they expect us to know everything. And I have noticed that there's been a lot of times where I don't understand something. For one, I am new to the space, but there's so many different moving parts that I didn't know that AM had to be in charge of. And now I'm finally learning all these different things and it blows my mind. And also the platforms. I'm so sick of the, you know, 15 different platforms that we have to learn and that we have to navigate. And, you know, somebody says, oh, well, the stats are here. And it said, no, the stats aren't there. You have to go to this spot and this spot. Um, so it's definitely a learning curve, but also it's a blessing. I've learned more in the last year than I have at any other job I've ever been at. I love that. But could you, Caitlin, really quick, you said that there are tons of things that you didn't know. Could you give me the top three things that you didn't realize that was going to be your job responsibilities real quick? Yes. So I did not realize that I was going to be in charge of some of the back end stuff in like Everflow, um, finding the codes to different things. And I like, you know, even a month ago, I didn't know what the hell a code was. And now I'm being expected to find these codes and get them placed on um, our pages. And I'm going, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. 
Are we talking about pixel tracking or yes, postbacks? Exactly. Okay, pixel yes. tracking or or postbacks. Sorry, few beers yes. then. Great. Perfect. No. <laughs> yeah, that that. So that's definitely the most recent one. Um, also, just some of the stats that we have to keep track of. Um, you know, we have our the buyers AR series that we have to keep track of. And man, this thing can get confusing. I didn't realize that it can change daily because you get people that click. Um, let's say last week you sent it out. They didn't click till today, but you did the stats two days ago. It changes daily. So you always have to go back and update the stats um, day to day because if you don't, you're going to miss something. And probably the third would be learning to organize um, calendars is probably the biggest thing that I've learned. Um, you know, I'll say, yeah, we'll send for you or, hey, send for us. And if I don't write it down or put it in a calendar, you're talking to 300 affiliates. You're going to lose. Right. You are definitely going to lose track of where you need to be. So organization is probably honestly the biggest thing for me because I had to learn to reorganize and put certain things first and write every single thing down or even record the calls because right. there's a lot of stuff you miss. There, what's super funny, I love that you said that the hardest thing for me to teach isn't necessarily any part of affiliate management except for keeping track of when, when people are supposed to mail for you keeping that super organized and then following up and making sure they actually sent for you because that's a missing piece in a, in a lot of marketers. So thank you, Caitlin, so much. Amy, can we move to you? Yeah, so the background that I came from, I was a pastor at a mega church. There were 6,000 people a weekend, seven services on the weekend, two on Saturdays. And uh, I was in charge of a ministry that had 650 people in it, and those were active. I knew everybody by name and their kids' names, and I was constantly on. I'd get texts at 6 o'clock in the morning, hey, Amy, where's my 8 o'clock Bible study going to be, you know? And then sometimes on a Saturday night, I would get a call from somebody that, that was finally at that point where they're like, you know what, uh, I'm struggling with alcohol and uh, I need to get treatment. Can you help me find a bed at a treatment center? And so I came from that background where I was used to always being on. So actually constantly being on as an affiliate manager is a break. <laughs> and I don't miss ministry at all. So, but I, I have that background. And uh, so I love that. I love that I get to nurture those relationships and that's fine. It's fine that I get um, calls or Skypes or Facebook messages, you know, or LinkedIn messages or emails, whatever from people from around the world. It's, um, it's part of our job. So I don't see it as an intrusion. I love you. <laughs> I, finally, I know we don't see eye to eye on a lot ever, of Ever, ever on anything. But that doesn't mean I can't adore you truly. And we, I know. We and, that's, emphatically. I, and I think that's what is so cool, right? I mean, okay, everybody, this is just between me and Emma, okay? I mean, 
this is, we do. Em and I do see things differently about the world, but we're totally cool about it. Totally we're totally cool about it. Cool about it. Like it doesn't affect uh, our relationship when we see each other at conferences or just like picking up the phone and like talking to each other for an hour. I think fundamentally 99% of who you are as a person is crazy. <laughs> but I absolutely, absolutely adore every single moment I have interacting with you because you're genuine. You listen to my opposing argument. We don't need to argue about it. I listen to your opposing side. Don't agree with you. We don't need to argue about it. And we can move forward as humans disagreeing with each other and being totally comfortable in that. And there are very few people that can do that, by the way, mm -hmm. which is what makes me appreciate our relationship so much. Totally off affiliate marketing, by the way. So let's just, <laughs> but you know, it, it really, Amy, I appreciate our relationship so, so much because literally everything you post, almost everything you say, I fundamentally disagree with. But as a human being, what I recognize in you is your intention. And it's not malicious. And I think you, you fundamentally disagree with me, with everything I say and post and, and everything I stand for. But you fundamentally understand that my intention is what my intention is. And it's for good. And so Amy and I, for those of you who don't know, both girls that were born in the Jewish faith that have moved on to uh, believe in the Christianity faith. We both went to ministry school. Um, I did not finish. Amy did. Um, Amy is a private investigator. I have a, a background in forensic science. And so her and I have a lot in common, but we disagree on every single aspect of what we have in common, which is so fun to me because here's the thing. I can surround myself every single day with people who agree with me and great, you agree with me. Or I can choose people who can have conversations because that's important that fundamentally disagree with me and I can learn so much every day. And I feel like Amy, I learned so much from you every day. doesn't mean I agree with you. I learn a new perspective. I learn a new, I get a new set of eyes. I see the world differently through your eyes. And I hope that I, allow you to see the world differently through mine. Absolutely. And at, at the end of the day, like in this industry, it's collaborative. I, I find that a lot of people in our industry are actually on Facebook. Facebook becomes like this glorified, like LinkedIn, right? And you can make a choice. You can actually go like the vanilla route where you just kind of like wash down everything you say because you don't want to offend anybody. Or you can take the route of being your authentic self, but not being a jerk, right? Right, right. I can be so truthful to you and I can say, hey, here's how I feel. Here's what I think. Here are the facts. Because those are all three different things. And fundamentally, this is what I believe. And we can choose how we move forward in our relationship. And the reality is, is, Amy and I have, we actually have a post that has like, it's stupid. It's like 20,000 likes or something like that, where we just 
we disagree on everything, but we can get along because there's no reason not to. We can learn from each other and we can move forward as friends and colleagues. Or we could choose to hate on each other and that's not getting us anywhere. Um, but yeah, Amy, I love you. Truly, I love you. And I appreciate you so much. And I appreciate you being on this call. And Ferran, even though you're on your phone and not paying attention, I actually appreciate you too. And Travis, yes, you can wind down now. <laughs> well, I just want to thank all of you guys for coming and hanging out with us. Um, Amy, especially on your birthday. So thank you so much. And, um, you know, this opportunity for people to kind of get a little behind the scenes look at what it looks like to be affiliate managers um, and what that entails and how to really get the most out of working with affiliate managers and you know, what they appreciate or what they don't appreciate. And so I, I appreciate you sharing that type of insight with our audience uh, today. So thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so, so much. All of you for Thanks taking for the time. Us. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, everybody.